You're listening to Episode 1 of Teacher Approved. You're listening to Teacher Approved, the podcast helping educators elevate what matters and simplify the rest. I'm Heidi. And I'm Emily. We're the creators behind Second Story Window, where we give research-based and teacher-approved strategies that make teaching less stressful and more effective. You can check out the show notes and resources from each episode at secondstorywindow.net. We're so glad you're tuning in today. Let's get to the show. Hey there, we're so excited you're joining us today. This week, we're inviting you into our brand new podcast, Teacher Approved. We'll be discussing what makes a good day at school, sharing a little about ourselves, giving you a teacher-approved tip, and sharing what we're giving extra credit to in our everyday lives. To celebrate the launch of Teacher Approved, we're doing a giveaway. Three lucky winners will receive a $100 gift card to Teachers Pay Teachers. To enter, take a screenshot of your favorite launch episode, episode one, two, or three. Add it to your Instagram stories and tag us at Second Story Window. That's with a two. Bonus entry, follow this show and write a review. Before submitting, screenshot your review and send it to us in a DM so that we know who wrote the review. Giveaway ends April 4th, 2022. We're going to be starting our episodes with a question of the day, just like we used to do in our morning meetings in our own classrooms. In the classrooms, since we call them morning messages, we figured we might as well call them that here. (laughs) This week's morning message is, what makes a good day at school? So Emily, what do you think? I feel like any day of school feels like a good day when I've been able to connect with my students. So that might be having a really awesome morning meeting to start the day or doing a silly brain break together or doing a read aloud at the end of the day. That was a really connecting experience in my day. That always made it feel like, okay, we had a good day today. What do you think makes a good day? Oh, I definitely love those moments where you're just like, you're present with your kids and you feel like you're part of this amazing little community. But I really loved a day if I could leave and I was excited to come back again and do it all over. <laughs> we know that's, that's a good sign if you really want to come back the next day. So we would love to hear your thoughts on this question over on Instagram. You can find us at Second Story Window, and that's with a two. So this week, we wanted to tell you a little bit more about us and our journey. So we grew up in northern Utah. We're babies of the 80s. <laughs> Heidi, why don't you start telling us a little bit about you? So I'm Heidi, I'm the big sister, and growing up, I, you know, when I was in high school, I was considering lots of different career paths, but when I started college, I knew elementary education was my calling. And so that's what I got my degree in, and then a few years later, I got my master's in education and a math endorsement. I started teaching second grade in 2001, and I was at a school with kind of a dysfunctional team. (laughs) So I was just kind of largely left to figure things out by myself, which made the first year really rough. And, you know, I just lived and breathed teaching. I was the only one at the school, you know, I was there all weekend. You know how the first year goes, right? Yes, no life outside of school. Yes, definitely. And then at the end of that year, I switched schools so I could stay in second grade because I knew I didn't have the energy to start over with a whole new grade level. And the new school had its own challenges, but it had an amazing administration. And that really made all the difference in my teaching experience. And yeah, that really does make such a difference. And I really felt like I had tools and support to be able to actually help my students. And that, that just made such a difference in how I viewed my role as teacher and my ability to help my kids. And how fulfilling your job was. Oh, absolutely. And then after a few years of teaching second grade, Emily got hired to teach second grade at a neighboring school. 
And I was so lucky to land that position. I wanted second grade so bad. I had just finished my degree in early childhood education at BYU. And I had to just take whatever position was offered to me. And I didn't think there was really any chance I was going to get a second grade position. And so when I did, I was just on cloud nine. I remember (laughs) that morning that they called me to tell me. And it was amazing, too, that it was so close to Heidi's school. So we were really close by to each other. And honestly, I don't know how I would have done that first year teaching, especially without Heidi, because I also had a challenging team dynamic situation that first year, and I didn't have a ton of support as a new teacher there. So Heidi really saved me. And before school even started, she'd help me plan out the first few weeks of school, like the whole day, what we're going to do. And I'd had centers prepped like all the way through November before school started. And I remember (laughs) feeling like, oh my gosh. I, I actually know what I'm going to be doing. I can I can do this. And we're probably biased, but we do think that second grade is for sure the absolute best grade of school. They're just the perfect it's age. It's so magical. It really is. They love school. They love you, but they can do a lot on their own. They still believe in magic. It's, it's Oh, it's the perfect it's grade. It's wonderful. So we would spend our summers just kind of bouncing back and forth between our classrooms. We'd go to like my classroom in the morning and we'd go to Emily's in the afternoon because she had better uh, air conditioning. <laughs> it wasn't even air conditioning. <laughs> it was a swamp, swamp cooler. cooler. <laughs> oh, oh. It was so loud. Yes. Blow all the papers around. <laughs> but it was much cooler than at Heidi's school. So it was, it was a lot of fun. Our mom would come and join us and we'd just make a whole day of it, you know, volunteering our time in our summers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Working for free. And we tackled some really big curriculum projects together at that time, including the very first iterations of our second grade morning work, which Might be what you know us for. And like our morning messages, those were all conceived in the summers, planning ahead, trying to get the whole year prep together during those summers. And we would have, you know, people would come in to observe or be visiting at our schools and they would ask for copies of the stuff that they saw that we were using in our classrooms. I remember I had a team from another school come observe me and they saw the morning work and were just like, where did you get this? (laughs) And people started telling us, well, you should sell this. And we thought like... Who would buy to this? Who? Oh, Where? Ow, what does yeah. that even mean? <laughs> <laughs> so then Emily moved out of state and kind of wrecked our happy little situation. <laughs> <laughs> Partnership. And I moved to a state that you had to have a master's degree to teach in. And so I wasn't able to use my teaching degree. And so I was just trying to figure out what the heck to do with myself. And so that's when Second Story Window was born. We together that summer started up a little Etsy shop and we needed to think of a name. So if you've ever wondered where the name Second Story Window comes from, let me tell you. It has nothing to do with second grade. It really doesn't. We were sitting around. I remember sitting together at Heidi's computer just spitballing names. We were looking up nursery rhymes and just kind of throwing at Little Miss Muffet, you know, like just phrases that we thought would maybe sound like a store name. And so it's a very niche reference. (laughs) But this phrase, the Second Story Window comes from an old camp song that's called Threw It Out the Window. So we're going to play a little clip of it here so you can know what we're talking about. Yeah, we definitely didn't know at that time that we were going to pick a big part of our future. That that name would be such yeah. a big part of our lives going forward. Or we we maybe, maybe would have been a little more intentional. Yes. we. I mean, I have a fondness for it now, but we so frequently have to explain it, and it is a very long name. So 
That probably wouldn't have been our first choice. But now we're second story window and we're proud of it. So we started selling on Etsy. We made a little Etsy store and we started selling some of the phonics games that we had made one of the previous summers. And I offered them as a digital download, which was a very new thing on Etsy at the time. And I also used to mail printed and assembled copies of the games to buyers for like so cheap. And I used to do boutiques. I go around and like set up our little table with pegboards and the whole thing. Yes. So it was a lot of work doing that. I do not recommend doing (laughs) these hard copies of products yourself and mailing them. It was so much work. And really, our we just sort of kind of stumbled along with that Etsy shop. And it was a very small side gig for both of us until 2012. So we're actually coming up on our 10-year anniversary this month. I can't believe it. In 2012, in March, I finally just said to Heidi, I think I'm just going to sign up for Teachers Pay Teachers. And honestly, we had really, we didn't know anyone in real life who either sold on TPT or purchased from TPT. We had no idea if it was really worth our while, but... We decided to pay that, you know, $60 fee that felt such a risk. Yes, to sign up with our shop. So we started, I put up a couple of phonics games. Not very much happened for those couple of months. And then once the school was out for the year in 2012, I had made an update to the second grade morning work and Emily just uploaded it into our TPT store. And I thought if we sold, we sold a couple hundred copies of this, it would be Amazing. It'd be I think at that time you were thinking like a hundred. If we could just sell a hundred, I'd just be over the moon. Like it was insane. And then And I went and looked at my email recently and I found the email when I emailed you like, we sold a (laughs) hundred. And then it just took off from there. We were, the sales just started rolling in and we didn't know what we were doing, but we just kind of jumped in and learned as we went. Absolutely. And once we realized that TPT was actually where teachers were searching for materials, not Etsy, (laughs) we started uploading more of those resources that we'd created. And then I very quickly started working almost full-time hours working on this business. And then I had a toddler at the time and I was pregnant. And Heidi started one more year of teaching second grade. Yeah, I finished out the 2013 school year and decided to try and take a leave of absence for a year to see if the business was feasible to support both of us. And my district wouldn't grant the leave of absence, but my principal was like, if you want to come back, of course you can come back, which I appreciated as a vote of confidence. Thanks, Sarah. Yes. (laughs) So it was a little safety net that I was really grateful for. And then because I love teaching so much, I knew I couldn't walk away from it totally. So I started teaching preschool four days a week. Once you're a teacher, always a teacher. Yeah, for sure. So I would do preschool in the mornings and Em would drive... Yeah, at the time I had just moved back to Utah, but I was living an hour away. And so twice a week, I would drive an hour down early in the morning to bring my three-year-old to the preschool. So she that was her first preschool experience ever. And I had the newborn with me and I would try and help as much as I could. Sometimes the fussy baby did not cooperate <laughs> with that idea. But And Heidi was doing it also on the other two days that I wasn't there every week. And then after that first year... Heidi moved closer to me. And so we did the preschool together at her house going forward. And all of my kids attended our preschool. Which has been so fun, especially because, you know, I didn't get to know Emily's oldest quite as well at first because they were out of state. So it has been great to have that part in their lives. And we did preschool together for several years. And Um, up until March of 2020, (laughs) if you can imagine why we stopped. (laughs) So we, we put a little pin in our preschool plans. Not really sure. 
what we're going to do going forward. We still have all of our preschool. A preschool pretty much set up in the basement where we are right now. Oh, it's so much (laughs) stuff. But you need a lot of stuff to teach little people. So I really, I loved, after that first year of just, of teaching preschool and running the business, I decided that that's what I wanted to continue doing because I, I really loved the challenge of preschool and getting to be a part of that early education was so exciting. And so we've just been doing that going forward. And we just really love creating resources that help make teachers' lives better and easier because we know how challenging that job is and how all-consuming it can feel at times. And anything we can do to help make it easier and help you feel like you're the best teacher you can be, that's what we're passionate about. So now you know a little bit about us. So if you are new to our world, welcome, and we're so excited to get to know you. Now let's talk about this week's teacher-approved tip. Each week, we're going to leave you with a teacher-approved tip, something small and manageable that you can apply in your classroom today. This week's teacher-approved tip is to stop saving for a special day. So Heidi, tell us more about this tip. So often as teachers, we find ourselves holding on to something special until just the right moment, just the perfect lesson. I think you know what I'm talking about, right? We (laughs) all have cupboards and drawers full of that stuff because you never know what you might need, right? So... For example, I got some like cool, snazzy, like glittery stickers from Highlights <laughs> Magazine as like a thank you. And they were just really nice stickers. I don't know why I was holding on <laughs> to them. They were fancy. But they just felt so precious. And so it was like, well, I can't stick them on any assignment. They need to have a special assignment to go on. And I still have those stickers. <laughs> I thought you were going to say that when you cleaned out your classroom, you were like, I can't believe I kept these no. stickers, but no, you still have no. them. <laughs> they're, they're right there in that next room. <laughs> well, and the thing is, this definitely does not only apply to the classroom. We've all done this in our regular lives. I was just cleaning and organizing my bathroom cupboards, and I came across these really fancy, like, eye gel oh, yes. think uh-huh. patches that I use one time for a special event, and then I was like, I got to save the rest of these yes. for something special. They're probably expired now. That's the thing. Like, if you don't use it, it becomes worthless. Yes. But studies showed that, like, if you have something, then you're like, oh, well, this moment isn't special enough to use it, that anytime you go to use it in the future, you will be weighing it against the specialness of the other times. And so it's never going to rise to that moment of being appropriately special because every time you decide not to use it, it gets bigger and bigger and bigger in your brain. It becomes more impossible yes. to use. So, so like use it. Cluttering your clutter in your mind. There. Yes. So today is special. It yes. deserves whatever item you've been saving. So that use the tip. special item. To wrap up each show, we're going to tell you what we are loving and want to give extra credit to in our lives. So Heidi, what are you giving extra credit to this week? Okay, this is probably going back to my special things that I've hoarded, right? <laughs> but I'm going to give extra credit to an app called the Peak Nest app. It's P-E-E-K, like you take a peek at it. It's a visual inventory app to track the things that you use and love. So you set up in the app, you can set up like a nest, say like your closet or, you know, your junk drawer or whatever. And then you can make little subcategories in that nest to help you find things. So I have a math games nest. And then within there, I have categories for like, addition and subtraction and place value. So I can look and see exactly what I have. You know, you just take a photo and then it's easy to upload. And then you can search if you need to search for something. It's very handy. I've used it a lot for not just teaching stuff, but also like holiday decorations because you're like, which bin is the, you know, Santa thing in? 
You can and find when it you're right. at the store and you're like, do I already oh have this? Oh my gosh, I use that all the time. Like that is exactly why I started. I needed this app because I was buying doubles of things. It's very handy because it's all visual. I will say that it is a subscription app, which I don't love having to pay to see my stuff. <laughs> but there I are, have there tried are some free alternatives. There are. I have t- probably tried all of them in a quest to find the perfect one, and this comes closest. So to me, it is worth it. And knowing, you know, teachers out there where you've got all the bins and the boxes and things you need to know to keep track of, I think this could be a game changer for a lot of people to get organized. What about you, Emily? Okay, so I'm giving extra credit to Abbott Elementary. It's a new show on ABC that's about teachers in a public school in Philadelphia. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. And I think teachers especially will just appreciate this show so much. But it is funny to anyone. It is a very genuinely funny show. And the main character is the second grade teacher, so you know we love that. (laughs) And the show does a really good job of hitting on, like, the real experiences of being a teacher, and they have, like, a really out-of-touch principal. (laughs) So that's really kind of fun and relatable for some of us. It really kind of accurately shows the demands of the public and the administration on these poor teachers. And also, it's just really relatable and funny. Yeah, it's just got, I think as a teacher, you pick up on so many layers, it's like, my stomach's in knots, but I'm laughing. Uh, <laughs> and then if that's not good enough, Quinta Brenson, who stars in it and is also one of the show creators. creators, yes, she knew the show was doing well. So she approached the network and said, hey, can we use some of our marketing money and buy school supplies for actual students, which I thought was incredible. Who does that? Yes, it makes me like the show even more. So good. So that's it for today's episode. Remember to think about what makes a good day at school And try today's teacher-approved tip to stop saving things for a special day. Today is special enough. (laughs) We can't wait to hear what item you're going to stop saving and finally enjoy. Thank you for listening. If you like this episode, please share with a teacher friend. See you next week. Bye! We hope you enjoyed this episode of Teacher Approved. I'm Heidi. And I'm Emily. Thank you for listening. Be sure to follow or subscribe in your podcast apps so that you never miss an episode. You can connect with us and other teachers in the Teacher Approved Facebook group. We'll see you here next week. Bye for now. Bye.